Thanks for joining us online for today's message from our Sunday morning service, where we are learning how to make disciples who love God, love others, and serve the world. We pray that you are encouraged and challenged. For more information about Wilmot Center Missionary Church, go to wcmc.ca. Now prepare your hearts for what God wants to speak to you today. Well, good morning. Are you glad to be the church? Amen. You glad to be together? Amen. As I've been reading through uh, the book of Proverbs this month with our reading plan of, uh, of a chapter a day, uh, there's a shift after chapter 9 from hearing from wisdom and the virtues of wisdom and how we ought to be following wisdom. There's a shift to actual little proverbs or little sayings. And so uh, verse after verse, there's a wise saying one verse after the next. Sometimes they're, they're not directly related one verse after the next. Sometimes they're somewhat related. And as I've been reading through these uh, chapters, actually reading ahead a little bit too, what I have been drawn to for this morning is how often I have seen the related words of mouth and lips and tongue and words, and how that relates to us on a very practical note. So just by, a, by way of a little bit of recap, before I get to, right into the message, here are some of the things that uh, ground that we have covered so far. Wisdom begins with a healthy fear of God. Uh, we can have all the human wisdom that we want, but if we want an eternal kind of wisdom, it will begin with a reverence of God. Not a, not a scaredy, scaredy kind of fear of God, but, but a healthy reverence, that kind of a fear of God. As we're willing to give our hearts, we talked about this last week, that the word heart is this idea of the, of the very deepest part of us. In the New Testament, uh, they write about, about your guts. And so, so that our very hearts, if we're willing to give our hearts our guts, the deepest part of us to God, we can expect to grow in wisdom. Do you believe that this morning? We can expect to grow in wisdom. Do you believe that this morning? (laughs) Thank you. Uh, And in the confidence that we will walk in wisdom. Who needs wisdom? Do you ever sometimes feel that, that, uh, Lord, I've got no wisdom to offer? But God does. And he says that if we come to him and we come to him without fear and our minds are not divided, that he will give us wisdom for the moment. He will give us wisdom as we need it. What a great promise in the book of James. Wisdom, thirdly, is living. Wisdom is active. Wisdom is alive, coming from the living God, flowing from and following our relationship with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then wisdom and Proverbs are extremely practical. You found that if you've been reading through the book of, of Proverbs, just so many great little sayings that are just so practical and useful. We discussed, uh, one week we discussed friendship. That Jesus, who is the power and wisdom of God, is also our friend. And so let's allow the Holy Spirit to guide our choice of friends and our being a friend like Jesus is a friend to us. And this morning, wisdom or foolishness on the other side 
come from within and will come from our tongues and our lips and our mouths, as well as they'll be found uh, in our actions too. One of the uh, devotionals in the readings that we've been having throughout the book of Proverbs from the, from the, the app, the Bible app, is this statement that wisdom is like a scarf in the winter and sunscreen in the summer. I kind of like that. Wisdom is like a, a scarf in the wintertime and sunscreen in the summer. In other words, wisdom protects. So that if we are like clothed in wisdom, if we are exercising wisdom, wisdom is like protection for us spiritually. That when we come to make decisions, uh, when we come to respond to whether it may be attack from the enemy or it may be an attack from another person or it may be just some difficult decision that we need to make, we can be protected by the wisdom of God in order to respond well and to make good decisions. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that God's wisdom will indeed protect you? My son Josiah and I, we were uh, up at Camp Mishawa a few weeks ago, uh, a couple weeks ago, and before we went out on the water to go kayaking, I said, you've got to make sure that we put on some sunscreen, right? And so we put on the sunscreen, we put it uh, on our faces, and we put it on our arms, we put it on our legs. And as we were, just before we got into the kayaks, I said to him, uh, you know what, we, we probably shouldn't wear shoes, uh, because they're just going to get all wet. So we took our shoes off, took our socks off, we hopped in the kayaks, and you know what I'm thinking while we're getting in? thinking, you know, we're going for about, we, we, we kayaked about seven kilometers. And I thought, it probably wouldn't be a good idea to put sunscreen on our feet. But that would be inconvenient for me to have to go back on shore and go back to our, you know, to our campsite and get that. So I didn't. And, you know, all the while, off and on while we're kayaking, I'm thinking, I hope my feet don't burn. And I have never had a burn on my feet like I ended up with a burn on my feet. And it reminded me, and when I read the illustration in that devotional, uh, it reminded me, yeah, absolutely. I need wisdom like I needed sunscreen that day. And my feet have gone through those great stages of, of redness and then peeling and everything else. But what a great reminder that just as we need that, to protect our skin, just as we need a scarf in the middle of the wintertime to protect us from the biting wind. We need the wisdom of God that comes from his word and comes from the Holy Spirit resident within us. Have you ever heard the phrase, loose lips sink ships? You ever heard that phrase? Loose lips sink ships? Well, during World War II, this poster was a warning to soldiers to be careful what they said. And so it was, uh, I don't know where exactly it was put, but, but probably around the barracks it was put to remind them, need to be careful, especially in enemy territory, what they would say, because you never know who's listening and what might be heard. And they were even instructed when they would write letters to home to be very careful not to include any military information, obviously not any codes, any unit numbers, any troop movement, but not even, not even, dear mom, you know, right now I'm in such and such a place. Not even to say your location. Just to be careful. Because they never knew where the eyes or the ears of the enemy might be. 
and to seriously protect their conversations wherever they were. Never mind just writing letters, but to be careful what they would say, especially if they might end up on a day off or a weekend off going to a bar and having a few drinks, and then their lips would get loose, right? And so then loose lips could sink ships. In other words, if they would get all, you know, bravado and start talking freely and start bragging about who they were and what they were doing, who knows just what might be heard by the wrong person. Uh, And so it is for us. Uh, We need to be very careful what comes out of our mouths. We need to be very careful what words come out of our mouths. Jesus said, recorded in Matthew 15, verses 17 and 18, Do you not understand that everything that goes into your mouth passes into the stomach and is eliminated? But the things that proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. Isn't that a great statement? But the things that come out of the mouth ultimately will come from the heart. James wrote in James chapter 3 that the tongue is powerful. You you don't have to do this. It's the kind of thing we do with kids, right? But you want to grab your tongue? Sometimes it would really help, wouldn't it, if we actually literally grabbed our tongues in order to prevent us from saying some things that we ought not to say? You ever had that experience where you maybe wish you had just grabbed hold of it so that whoever was listening had to say, What? Oh, never mind. The tongue is just a, it's just a fleshy muscle. It's just a fleshy muscle, but combine it with the vocal cords and the larynx and the mouth and the lips, and we can speak or sing like refreshing waters uh, into other people's lives, or we can speak like a devastating storm or a parched desert into people's lives. And we can receive the same from other people. I'm sure you have experienced the barrage of like a storm of words from somebody that just cut to the heart um, and was not edifying. Does your tongue ever get you into trouble? Probably, probably nobody here, including myself, whose tongue hasn't gotten us into trouble sometime. And we can extend that, and I think we ought to extend that too, not just to our tongues, but also to our fingers and electronic communication. Because when we sit behind the computer or, or, or we're with our, whatever our device might be, we're more or less speaking, aren't we? Whether it's on social media or whatever kind of communication it might be, we're not actually using our tongues, but we are communicating as though we're speaking. Uh, some people really do need or could, would do well with a voice delay, right? So they could just cut it off. Say, no, I want to take that back before it gets out. And you can set up, if you're ever concerned about sending emails or or sending communications that you ought not to, uh, you can sometimes set up a delay so that after you hit send, you can unsend it. But better yet, better than needing to unsend something, better that we have the wisdom not to send it in the first place. Amen? Amen. Better that we exercise that wisdom that protects us because it's the wisdom from God. 
Sometimes we might blurt stuff out without having really thought it through. Sometimes we might spout out because we're angry or we're tired or we're ticked off or we've been ticked off and we want to get somebody back, revenge or pain to make a point. Well, wisdom does not do that. There were some times when Jesus got ticked, right? There were some times when Jesus even, even, even let the anger get out, but Jesus never did it by sinning. He flipped the tables on more than one occasion at the temple because of how the temple was being desecrated. And his behavior was completely in line and he was being led by the Spirit as he did that. But he never did that sort of thing with sin. And, and you didn't see him doing that a whole lot. Jesus, completely controlled by the Spirit, was always wise in everything that he did and everything that he said. And for us to follow wisdom as closely as Jesus did, after all, Jesus, again, in Corinthians, is described as being the power and the wisdom of God. For us to exercise that same kind of, 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 of wisdom, it's not easy, is it? But, you know, the Word of God tells us that we have access to the mind of Christ. Will you receive that this morning? You have the mind of Christ. Now, it doesn't mean that, that, that the mind of Christ has been completely given over to us and, and imputed to us in its completeness because we are fallen people living in a fallen world. But the reality is that with the Spirit of God in us, we have access to that wisdom of the one who is the power and the wisdom of God. And we need to keep tapping into that in our daily lives. People will say, when they get to know what I do for a living, oh, better watch our language around the minister. (laughs) What is up with that? (laughs) Or, uh, you're in church. Don't say that in church. Uh, That's just silly. Will you agree with me? That's just silly. At least for believers, that's just silly because it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter who you're with. The reality is that Jesus is with you all the time. He's our companion. Praise the Lord. Now, he's not our companion wanting to be sitting in judgment of us, but he is our righteousness wanting to be the one who is allowed to direct our behavior through the power of the Spirit. And so it doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter who we're around. We are always in the presence of God. That's a good thing, to always be in the presence of God. And our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is our meeting place with God everywhere that we go. Do you not understand that everything that goes into the mouth passes into the stomach and is eliminated, but the things that proceed from the mouth come from the heart? It's kind of like a seed. When in the springtime, little bits of, of, of green come up in the garden. To many eyes, we have no idea when we see them coming up, is that one a plant or is that one a weed? Uh, because when they're really small, sometimes they're really difficult to differentiate. But what comes out of the ground is evidence of what's under the ground. So that in time, when we, when we do see it grow, when we say, oh, that is a weed that I want to rip out, That's because the seed that's in the ground is a weed seed, right? But if what comes out is something healthy like a plant or a flower or or some vegetables, we say, I know what seed's in the ground. Uh, We were just 
was talking with my, my sister-in-law yesterday and, and she said that a great surprise to her is that this summertime, her children had just been given a bag of random seeds and so they scattered them and they discovered that among them all, as they watched them all come up and develop, one turned out to be the largest plant of them all and it was, the kids were just absolutely excited because it was a pumpkin plant. And so they're all excited now about how that's going to develop uh, into the fall so that they can have, hopefully, some pumpkins. So if a nasty word comes out of my mouth, or if a nasty word is ready to come out of my mouth, because I really, really want that to, then let me suggest that's an opportunity for me to evaluate and to ask if, if, if there's a different seed that needs to be planted to replace that one. And if that one needs to be ripped out, if the roots need to be taken out of that which is not good and to be replaced with a good seed, which would be the seed of the Holy Spirit. Parents, if you're about to snap at your child, what do you do? Uh, If you need to do some, some, some conflict mediating with your kids, what do you do? And how do you do it? Co-workers, if you're about to lash out at some person at work who's ticking you off, what do you do? And how do you go about doing it? In your business, if you have an opportunity to, to fudge the truth a little bit to save a few dollars or, or to get ahead a little bit, what do you do? What process? Is there a process? How do you go about doing that? And students... I mean, anybody, really. But students, if you're given the opportunity, whether it's on social media or it's at school when it comes, if you're given the opportunity to join in making fun of somebody else, what do you do? Now, how do you make that decision? How do you decide and how do you do what you do? When the pressures of life are pressing in and they seem so heavy, that you can hardly breathe. What do you do? And how do you do it? I'm going to draw a few Proverbs from Proverbs chapter 15 today. Uh, And we can find many more from other chapters. In fact, there are Proverbs that just appear and, and, and they're very similar in chapter after chapter after chapter. And I believe it's because these are truths that we need to allow to be planted deep into our hearts so that what will come out of our mouths will reflect the good seeds that have been planted in our hearts. Amen? Here are just a a few little P words for us that uh, have come out of these verses. Mostly they're not contrived, but I think they they make sense. The first is from uh, Proverbs 15, verse 28. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer. But the mouth of the guilty one pours out evil things. Let me suggest that when we are faced with any sort of a challenge that is going to result in words coming out of our mouths, that first we pause if we're able. And most of the time we're able to pause, even if it's very, very briefly, just to pause. When I consider Jesus having been in the desert at the beginning of his ministry, He was baptized. Praise the Lord, we're having baptism next week. Isn't that great? Are you excited? 
Are you excited now? <laughs> All right. I'm, I just, I, I'm excited whenever, whenever anybody's going to get baptized. But after Jesus was baptized, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, and he was tempted for 40 days by Satan. And there's a little acronym that I use. I, I, I haven't made a slide of it, but there's a little acronym that I use, and it's just the word stop. And it, it goes like this. That first, I stop. That's what the S is. And the T is, talk to God. Because if I have a difficult situation before me and I need to say something, or maybe I need to not say something, that if I can stop and say, Lord, please give me wisdom, talk to God. And then thirdly, the O, if I have opportunity to, is open the word. And that might be literally that I would open the book or or I would open the app and I would look at the word, or I would open the word that's been planted in my heart and the Lord will bring to memory something that has been memorized or something that he has planted in my heart that comes from the word of God. And then the P is proceed. Stop, talk to God, open the word and proceed. And I have found that at the times when, not that I will necessarily step by step, have I done S, have I done T, have I done O? But as we get more into that habit that becomes a habit of just, whoa, before I open my mouth too quickly, may it be that I pause and be careful. That sound like good wisdom? That's the word of God. Uh, the heart of the righteous ponders how to answer. But the mouth of the guilty will just blurt it out and just keep talking. Secondly, poise. Proverbs 15, verse 18. A hot-tempered person stirs up strife, but the slow to anger calms a dispute. A hot-tempered person stirs up strife, but the slow to anger calms a dispute. When we pause, we can take some time to collect ourselves, especially if we're in a heated situation and somebody is, is giving us reason to get ramped up and to get all upset just to, just to, to decompress and to allow the spirit to decompress us so that we can have some poise. Uh, emotions are not wrong, Amen. God gave us emotions in order for us to function well. Uh, what are the primary emotions? There, there's some, some deviation from some to others, but for the most part, from what I looked up, uh, primary emotions are happiness and sadness, anger, disgust, fear, and surprise. And you might say, well, I think there are fewer, I think there are more, but... Those are some of the primary emotions. Happiness, sadness, anger, disgust, fear, and surprise. Those emotions in and of themselves are not wrong. It's what we do with them, isn't it? That's why the Word of God says, don't allow the sun to go down on your anger. And in our anger, do not sin. The Spirit of God has given us self-control. That's part of the fruit of the Spirit. And so when we allow him to be the one at work in and through us, then self-control will be something that happens more and more naturally in our lives. You might think that I'm a fairly calm and collected person. Have I, have I been able to, to fool you? <laughs> well, I am. Uh, 
But every so often, just a few weeks ago, uh, I, yeah, I behaved badly. And uh, I was at home, and, and I, was, I was impatient. I wasn't feeling well. Uh, I was very frustrated at the time uh, about my health, about Tarina's health. And I'll give you a little update on her uh, in a few minutes. I was, up, I was frustrated with her health, just, I'm certainly not frustrated with her, but just what she's been dealing with, with living with cancer. Frustrated with mine, and then there was somebody, there was somebody else in the bathroom, and I, I needed to get in there to get something because I needed to get going. And, you know, I, I was impatient. And I, I waited, and I waited, and I, I just, but I, I didn't decompress like I should have. And finally, when the door opened, and I, I, I didn't say this to my son, but I, I said this beside my son. I said, you know, I just feel like putting my fist through a wall. No, I mean, look at me. <laughs> I mean, that would hurt. <laughs> Come on. Well, while I was saying it, I was looking at the wall, and I was looking at, at where... You know, we're in a house that's, that's 40, 50 years old. So I was looking at, at where, the, where the screws were starting to pop out so that I could, that I could see where the, the studs were so that I could make sure if I was a few inches off, there's a good chance that I could just hit drywall, right? But that cut, that cut to my son's heart. Like, I, I got what I needed. I needed a towel out of the bathroom. I got the towel, and I went on my way. And... Uh, you know, I knew, I knew as soon as I left, and I have never, I've never, uh, he's 17 years old, I've never said anything like that in, in front of him in, 17, in his 17 years. But I was allowing, in, in our particular case, I was allowing the hardships of life that have just been pressing down, seem like they're crushing, to, uh, to get the better of me. And as I drove off, I started crying. And as I, when I came back home, Trina, uh, as soon as I got home, I, I said to Trina, I said, I've got to talk to, I've got to talk to Jojo. And uh, she said, yeah, she said that was, that was pretty hard on him, actually. You've never said anything like that to him before. What I give God thanks for about that situation was that because it was something that, it, and I'm not encouraging you to do this in order to get this outcome. But the beautiful thing that came out of it was that it gave me an opportunity just to sit down with him and and I told him where I was at and that there was no excuse for that. And an opportunity for me to to give just a a sincere apology and said, I am so, so sorry that I did that. I'm so sorry that I said, I mean, I didn't put my fist through the wall, but that I said that because I shouldn't have said that. And we had a beautiful embrace and it was a, it was actually an unintended bonding time that I do thank the Lord for. But the reality is if we don't pause and if we don't exercise and allow the Spirit to bring some poise into our lives, we will probably do and or say things that we will regret. And may the Lord help us if it's something that causes damage that we may not be able to retrieve. The third thing then, and these are all rather related, but the third thing is to process. Proverbs 15 verse 2, 
The tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable, but the mouth of fools spout the mouth of fools spouts folly. We all probably know at least one person who knows it all. You ever met somebody like that who's just got a as soon as, as soon as the topic is mentioned, out come the answers. There weren't even any questions. But as soon as the topic is mentioned, out come the answers. The reality is we could, we could have all of the best information at our disposal. And actually we do. It's called the internet. We might have been to some of the greatest parenting seminars in order to help us with those situations with our children or the greatest team-building weekend so that we can behave well with our employees. We could have gone to the best uh, ethics workshop so that as business owners, right, we won't fudge the truth and we will be honest in our dealings with others. But by process, I mean the how. I can pause. I can show some poise and some maturity And then I can do the right thing of communicating truth, but I can do the wrong thing of communicating that truth in the wrong way. Does that make sense? I mean, I can can tell somebody the truth, but I can do it with a look of disgust or a look of anger or with an unhelpful tone. I can tell my child that I love him or that I love her and really only comes across as words. I could do the same with my spouse and it only seems like words. May we not be too proud to sometimes say, you know what, I just, I need a timeout. I need a self-imposed timeout right now in order to process. And then the how that we communicate is every bit, I know I've said this before, but it's every bit as important as the what. Because The how can undo all the good of the what. Or the how can accentuate the good of the what. Similarly, when our emotion uh, is joy, we can actually end up expressing joy unwisely. I'll give you an example. It happened just this week uh, during an intense game of Church League (laughs) three-pitch. To my surprise, we were crushing the other team. Uh, To my embarrassment, a couple of our players were a little over-enthusiastic, and so the more that we were winning, the harder they seemed to be playing, and they did not let up on their enthusiasm and their hoots and their hollers and their cheers every time we made a player got a run. Uh, Happily, one of our coach types walked along the bench and wisely said, guys, let's just keep the cheering down a little bit now, can we? I know we were up by 20, 25 runs. And, and it just, it's just like. So, you know, even our excitement can do damage, can it? If we're not careful about the how that we do things. One of the other players actually said, uh, it was co it was she said she didn't want to play anymore. And I, 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 I couldn't blame her. And that reminds me that when you hear words that tear you down, either from the mouths of other people or from the enemy in your mind, identify the lies. Identify the lies as lies. Amen? And speak the truth of God's promises over them. 
and do not receive the lies as truth when they are lies. The final uh, P, the final uh, P is proceed. Proverbs 15, verse 4, a soothing tongue is a tree of life, whereas perversion in it crushes the spirit. And verse 23, a person has joy in an apt answer, just an appropriate answer. And how delightful is a timely word. In Proverbs 3.18, wisdom is described as a tree of life. And so it's not surprising that Solomon would use this image again, that a soothing tongue is a tree of life. Uh, These two verses pretty much put it all together uh, for me. And so the response from an imperfect parent to a child can be loving and wise. Amen? When we process well and then proceed. And so the response from a, a humble coworker, even if it's been over and over and over again and you're, you're trying to shine the light of Jesus in your workplace or at school, the response can be measured and wise with grace. And so the student or the neighbor or the, or the, or the coffee shopper or whoever it might be can respond to the gossip. You can respond to the gossip or the slander with truth and kindness and with wisdom. And so the decision when we're tempted to, to, to twist or bend or actually snap the truth can be one of truth and integrity and wisdom when we respond. There's a great uh, little quote I came across from a 17th century uh, church leader, uh, Francois Fenelon. He wrote, If you are faithful on keeping silence when it is not necessary to speak, God will preserve you from evil when it is right for you to talk. Isn't that great? If you're faithful on keeping silence when it's not necessary to speak, God will preserve you from evil when it is right for you to talk. That living wisdom who is the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, is present as our counselor, as our friend, as our guide, as we pause with poise to process before proceeding so that our tongues and our mouth and our lips will give words of truth and life Whether the message is a positive one or even if the message needs to be a negative message of chiding or of reproof that that needs to be given uh, in love. And we reject the lies of the enemy. It's here just where I'll interject about lies of the enemy. Um, Just a couple weeks ago as as Tarina and I were were lying, uh, resting on the bed, I just, I, we were having a very emotional moment and I said to her, uh, we have no regrets together. There's nothing to regret between us. Uh, we took her uh, back to the hospital last weekend. So she was readmitted to uh, Grand River and she has been there since. She's still in the hospital. And uh, she has been steadily declining. And I want to tell you that um, regardless of what happens in the future with Tarina, 
we are in the hands of God. Amen? We are not without hope. And nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Uh, she has been continuing to decline. We have, we, she said to me the other day, she's a woman of incredible faith, and she speaks words of joy. She speaks words of truth. She speaks words of, of encouragement, even in her condition. She's in a lot of pain. Um, but she has said, you know, I always, I've, I've never had a doubt in my mind that the Lord would heal me. And where we're at right now, um, as is always the case, is uh, the Lord will heal her without a doubt. I'm just not convinced it's going to be on this side just because of the way things are tracking. She covets your prayers. I covet your prayers. Uh, you have been such a loving family to me and to us. And uh, I just want to say thank you for that. I don't want to make this about me. Uh, I want to tie this in with the message that, that our words are so very important. And it's, it's an opportunity for me to, for me to remind us that in the brevity of life, no matter how, how long or how short it is, no matter how long or how short it is, it is short, right? And we have opportunity in our lives to be very careful how we use our words. And we want to have fun. We want to, I believe in having fun. I mean, that's why I believe every Sunday morning, even when I'm up here, we should, we should laugh because it's important for us to have the joy of the Lord. Uh, but our words, we need to be very careful with the people that we love and the people that we don't love. Uh, it may be that we love everybody with the love of Christ. And so I'm going to invite the, uh, the, the musicians forward. I appreciate, of course, and I, and, I, and, I, and I know that you continue with prayers for us as a family. Uh, we, have a, we have a significant meeting tomorrow. We're expecting with... Uh, one or two oncologists. To make a couple of big decisions. And I have no doubt that Trina and I and our boys and every one of us in this room and every person that you love who calls Jesus Lord, that we are in the palm of his hand. No doubt about that at all. Even though it stinks. And I used a different word when I was talking to Bernie up here, but I won't use it up here. <laughs> it stinks. Here are some uh, words from the word of God, prayers regarding our words that I just want to leave us with today. Wisdom prayers. Though you probe my heart and examine me at night, though you test me, 
you'll find nothing. I have resolved that my mouth will not sin. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And like the scarf and the sunblocker, set a guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you again today that your word is powerful. That out of nothing, just from a, from a word from you, you created. And from your word, we have been created. And all that is good comes from you. And so, Lord, just as we've read here, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be led by you and so be pleasing in your sight. Oh, Lord, our rock and our redeemer for your glory. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening online with us. We trust you were encouraged and challenged by today's message. If you have a prayer request or an encouraging story about what God has been doing in your life, please email us at amen at wcmc.ca. God bless.